right. Second podcast coach All with right. our new name. That's right. Our new podcast mm-hmm. art. Very excited about it. Mm-hmm. Um, the art of self-change. Ooh, yes. And you know, like, really everything we're talking about and we have discussed goes toward healing community, healing business. Absolutely. Because it always starts with the individual in their home, their business, things like that. That's right. But um, you know, you've got future plans that um, you know we can announce later. And so there are just things that it seemed like, you know what, I think it's time to probably really go into what we're doing where it's not just confined mm-hmm. to community and business, although mm-hmm. it'll still help. Right. And so when you mentioned the art of change, I know in our Hell Yeah mm-hmm. Life in, uh, mm-hmm. coaching intensives, it says the art of self-change. That's right. And so we decided that was just a good name. I was very <clears throat> surprised no one had it. Mm, that's good. I know. On the podcast uh, world, there's no the art of self-change. So that, we, we grabbed it. Oh, good. That means everybody else is still thinking the same. Yes, way. they are. You better catch up with us there. <laughs> right. That's right. We're coming at you. We're coming. <laughs> And uh, so, my name is Sherry Wilson. I'm the owner of Genius Communication, um, branding, business, hiring, consulting. But I like what you said on the last episode, uh, and I think that describes both me and Coach. We we help people live the life they were born to live, what they yeah. want to do. But we also don't let you get away with anything. Mm, no. Yeah. You, how do you say it? You shall not pass. You shall not pass. <laughs> and this is because, so, we are day and night, sunshine and the moon, and all of these other kind of things you want to talk about. Well, she gets to be polite, and I get to be the guy to say the things that are going to turn your hair gray. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Exactly. So, uh, that's, you know, why I always jokingly say Yoda and Gandalf. That's right. I think it's Gandalf and Lord of the Rings. It's like, you will not pass. Uh-uh. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Because we know that if we, if you let people off, here's the deal. Yeah. You don't have to let anybody off the hook. They, they take themselves off the hook. That's right. So, as long as they're with us, we're not going to let them off the hook. If they choose to uh, walk away, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But we're going to just keep pressing for the change they want. It's kind of like, you know, if you, uh, people that avoid going to the doctor because they, they're afraid they have cancer, well, you got to know what's going on and then you have to come <laughs> under the knife at times, right? So it's the soul work is very similar. People don't want the pain. Yeah, and they don't understand that the pain doesn't come from the work they do. The pain comes from the resistance to the mm-hmm. work that they need to do. But like you say, <clears throat> gold is in the, the pain area. The gold is in the work that you do. Mm-hmm. So here's another but introduce thing. yourself, Coach. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Greg McNeil, that guy. So today, call me rascal. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yes, I'm a business owner and um, I'm a practitioner and I absolutely love, as Siri says, I absolutely love helping you, the listener, and all the clients we have opportunity to serve to do things that bring great meaning and joy in your life, yeah. right? I do that through private practice. I do it through, uh, you know, fitness coaching, writing, and of course, um, with Sherry in our work together in our coaching intensives in our podcast. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that we really need you to know, we have to live what we speak to you on the phone. I mean, on this podcast, <clears throat> lest we be found false. Yes. And since we are constantly dealing with ourselves 
every day, yeah. moment by moment, and we understand that if we bullshit ourselves, mm -hmm. then we're failing ourselves. That's not the commitment we made mm -mm. to ourselves individually and to mm -mm. each other in the work we do. Yeah. So with that in mind, then, you don't get to do that. If you come to us, it's because there's something you want to do to grow, and we're here to help you do it. Yeah. But if you go sideways on us, you know, you're going to be like, uh, they don't like me anymore. Of course we do. We, uh, we love. We love you. Yeah. But we're not going to allow you to cheat yourself and then think you can cheat us, too. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, so if you hear the door slamming. <laughs> yeah. It's like. It's like footsteps. <laughs> yeah. There's a. You're going to have to put that on the podcast. That door closed. And then you hear those footsteps. Click, 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 click. But they have to be fast footsteps. <laughs> oh, oh, and we laugh a lot on the podcast, too. Why is that? Because we talk about serious things, but we mm -hmm. also know that if there's a serious matter, there's a corresponding opportunity for great joy. Yes, there is. That's there exactly is. right. So we're talking very seriously and we're laughing at the same time because we understand both sides of the situation. Yeah, you need both sides. You do. I, I've actually seen people where it's always work, 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 work as far as their internal work, mm -hmm. their soul stuff, and they overwhelm themselves yeah. so much with all of that that they're fuddy-duddies. Yes. And then you have others that they avoid it and they're just, you know, the jokesters. No, it's a balance. It is. You know, walk away, have some fun, laugh with your friends or your, you know, significant other, whatever it is. You know, quiet contentment all the way to hilarious laughter is what life should look like. Absolutely. So I'm <clears throat> right the end. There. We'll see y'all next week. No, <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a good one, actually. But it's true. You know, you have to understand, like, what we're getting ready to get into mm -hmm. right now. But it's true. You know, if I say rascal, I know exactly what I meant when I described myself as a rascal. But if you really want to know, listeners, if you really want to put that into some kind of visual perspective, imagine drawing a single line on a sheet of paper. Okay. Okay. On one side of the line is, you could call it wickedness, if you will. And then mm -hmm. the, on the other side, you could say it's saintly, whatever that word mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure that's in my life. But mm -hmm. the bottom line is... When I put my foot down, I step on both sides of that. Mm -hmm. And that means that my goal, if I have one, is not to be on one side or the other, but to stay in the center. Mm -hmm. That means that I'm able to enjoy all experiences in a reasonable way. Yeah. I'm not trying to be holier than thou, and I'm not interested in breaking the law. Yeah. I'm somewhere in between. Mm -hmm. So rascal fits me. Mm -hmm. And if you're listening to this, maybe you might want to adopt something like that too. So you don't, that's exactly right. You don't want to be stuck. It, and besides, if you're listening to us, you want to have fun. Yes, you do. <laughs> or you wouldn't be listening. That's exactly right. <laughs> okay. So I wanted to, again, it was pre-show for mm -hmm. batch recording today. Yeah. And so last week was Groundhog Day, and, and you said something in that conversation about the um, practice and faith and how important that is. Yes. So, um, and by faith, we're not necessarily talking religion. No. We're just, everybody has faith. Exactly. Whether they have faith in good or bad things, that mm -hmm. has to be determined, right? Mm -hmm. But can you, like, like, launch us on this topic? Here we go. All right. So... <clears throat> When we talk about belief, mm -hmm. belief in what? Well, belief is an idea, right? Mm -hmm. When we talk about faith, right, what are we talking about? We're not talking about the church. Right. 
what we are talking about is your capacity to sustain whatever effort is needed, mm. a particular mindset that's needed, until you have achieved what you want, right? Mm-hmm. And so it is a practice. So one of the things that we do in our work, in our coaching intensive, right, we help people regardless of where they are. So what do I mean by this? I've often asked, how do you develop faith? Well, some people think that they just need to go to church, repent, and be baptized. Well, that's an act that you can take. But what about the next 30, 40, 50 years of your Christianity. Mm -hmm. How do you develop that? What does that look like? Mm -hmm. Or on the other side of the person, if we take a non-religious example, and this is a person that says, well, there's certain things I want to do in my life. Well, there's certain things you want to achieve in your life. You have to have faith in yourself that you can achieve that. Mm -hmm. But what does that actually mean? Mm -hmm. It means that you have an action that you take Mm -hmm. routinely enough that you establish a habit in your mind, yeah, right? Because that's where it is. It's in your mind first, and then it goes into your limbic system, down into your solar plexus. And so once you have a thought in your mind, and then it goes into your belly, this is what happens. You either know you believe it, or you don't. Yeah, you know instantly. It's you know, like a physical sensation. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. It's a physical, physical sensation. So... You have to practice to get there because there are some things in your life that you may want to achieve. You may like it, but you're not really sure the process by which you get there. Mm -hmm. So what we do is we teach you how to do that. Mm -hmm. There are certain practices that you have to have. Again, if I were to switch you back over to, let's say, to religion and Christianity, you have to have a practice that you engage in routinely because if you don't you haven't cultivated your thinking Mm -hmm. so that your mind is following a certain path all the time and if you get off course you have the tools in place that you can redirect and get back on course if you do not develop this practice when adversity comes to you challenging times then That's when you know you haven't done the practice. What am I saying? Anxiety, fear, nervousness, anger, Mm -hmm. aggression, sabotage, all of these. That's right. All of those other things start to flood your mind because you haven't done the practice. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Now, let me be clear about something. Somebody jumps out and scares you. You're going to get scared. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Somebody calls you up on the phone and they say, look, I don't know how to tell you this. I got some news. Your Instant. stomach is, yep. is going to lurch a little Those bit. Those are normal things. Those are normal things. But what happens after that is where the practice comes in. Uh-huh. Fist bump, uh-huh. right? That's, that's where your faith comes in, yeah. right? And that's when you know if you can endure what's coming to you next. Because you practice, right? Somebody give you some news and it's like, okay, I'm not really sure what that is, but I have faith in myself. I have faith in infinite intelligence. I know that I'm getting through whatever that is. And then you hear the news and it's like, oh, that's what it was? (laughs) But guess what? If you don't have that faith in yourself, if you don't have the faith in the creator that you profess to other people all the time when they meet you, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then the first thing that happens, 
you're running all over the place. Mm-hmm. Talking and saying things, mm-hmm. behaving in such a way, and people are like, I thought you was a child of... Mm-hmm. You don't look like that. Mm-hmm. You're nervous. You're saying things. You're acting out of sorts. That's a person that hasn't practiced. Yeah. It doesn't matter what's. It doesn't matter whether or not if you're in a religious um, context. context or not. If you don't practice mm-hmm. right, you are unprepared. Yeah. So again, when we talk about faith and practice, right? I'm saying to you. Faith and practice are really synonymous, right? You can say to yourself that I have faith, but if you don't have a practice, you don't have faith. So what I hear you saying, well, and first of all, the practice is what prepares you for the challenges. Exactly. Because you're always going to encounter those challenges. You don't want to start taking vitamins when you're sick. You take them to prevent sickness, right? Exactly. And, um, okay, so but what I hear you saying to make it extremely plain. Right. Faith equals practice. That's right. That's exactly what I'm saying. So in other words, if you actually have faith, you will practice whatever it is you need to practice. That's exactly right. And then it's almost like a circular situation too, right? Because so if you have faith, you'll do the practice. But then as you do the practice, it feeds into your faith. Exactly. Okay. That's exactly right. That's exactly what we're saying, right? Because you can't develop your faith without practice. Okay, so I'm kind of thinking, you know, like we like, you know, truth confronts BS. That's mm-hmm. one of the things we can smell it a mile away, right? Yep. And uh, and so a lot of people that I've met have not ever encountered what we're discussing, which we know what we're discussing. So right. let me kind of give you a picture of what we're talking about because I think people will reduce what we're saying to, you know, maybe, you know, not eating pizza or not eating ice cream and things like that, which those are good goals, but we're not talking about that. Here's what we're talking about. Yes. We're talking about you have something you want to do. Yes. And you, like there's a, a either a business goal, relationship, your personal well-being, how mm-hmm. you feel on the inside, mm-hmm. something that goes beyond external mm-hmm you know, things because life is really intangibles. That's right. I tell people all the time, no, you don't want to do this. You want freedom. Yeah. You want peace. Mm -hmm. You know, like you're like, you got to get it to the the internal. Okay. So when we start doing our work, which we, we don't get into what we do with our coaching intensives. Mm -hmm. Um, cause we're not a cheap date. Are we coach? Nope. Okay. We're not cheap. <laughs> so, but, you know, people pay for this stuff, so we don't want to give it out. But when we get into that work, everybody has been surprised. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter if it's someone that has, you know, a million bucks, if it's someone that maybe has $100. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter who it is. Mm-hmm. They are surprised at the end. I'm, I'm trying not to laugh because <laughs> I just, you know, I'm like thinking about the poor things. But anyway, they're surprised at the internal uh, struggle. It's not mm-hmm. even external things. That's right. It's like all of a sudden, mm-hmm. this monster mm-hmm. that they've been kind of petting a little bit, mm-hmm. putting up with, right, mm-hmm. rears its ugly head, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh hell no, are you going to do this, right? <laughs> exactly. It wakes them up at yes, night. Yep. It hits their stomach. Yep. 
it causes tears, yep. it causes uncertainty, and yep. we're just sitting back like, you know what, just stick with us. Just stick with it. we'll get you to the other side. Yeah. But you got to do what we ask, yep. right? Yep. you got to practice. Mm-hmm. You have to practice. So, I mean, so that's what I mean is it's not, we're not discussing just simple things here. We're talking about internal change that will then translate itself into all aspects of your life. Right. Sherry, can I throw something in there Absolutely. real quick? Because I'm glad you uh, removed from the listener's mind uh, the idea of restriction, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I just want to say this. <clears throat> oh, because my father-in-law's playing. Okay, no, that's all right. Oh, okay. I, I, just, I just had to make sure at least my ears work, there's right? There's a guitar in the background. Yeah, there's a guitar in the background. That's all right. It's jazzy. I've He's been doing practicing good. mine, by the way. Oh, Speaking good. Well, not this week. I've sucked. But I have to change before that. <laughs> okay. No, anyway, I go ahead. Oh, the limitations. Oh, yeah. Okay. So one of the things that happens when we have too many ideas in our head mm-hmm. and no experience, mm-hmm. we just start doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. I need to do this. I need to do this. I need to do this. It's like, whoa, 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 mm-hmm. whoa. Mm-hmm. There's something we call the tyranny of the shoulds. Yep. Right. When you start trying to take things out of your life because you think you don't need them, don't confuse that with what we're saying. Right. Because we don't know what you need in your life. We're not asking you to give up a damn thing. Mm -mm. The only thing we're asking you to do is practice. And over the course of your practice, you get to decide what you want to give up or not. Right. You know, eat what you want, drink what you want. That's up to you. That's your life. If that's what is important to you, then we're not asking you to give it up. Mm -hmm. So when you hear us speaking to you, at no time are we asking you to give up what you love. Yeah. Or add things you don't want. Exactly. Mm -hmm. We're asking you to make sure that you know what that is. Yes. Right. And that's where the fear, that's where the struggle comes in mm-hmm. because there's something very powerful about you actually putting on paper or saying out loud what you want. It is. It's almost like a commitment. So now it is. You, you can't get away with living a life uh, subpar. Exactly. So what you just said right there is it, it just kind of like I felt myself sink a little bit mm-hmm. because that was like really powerful. And listener, I would ask you to go back that two minutes or 30 seconds or whatever, what Sherry just said, you really want to go back and hear that again. If you're not willing to take responsibility Mm -hmm. for the change you need, Mm -hmm. you do not currently move with faith in what you want. What you're doing is you're allowing yourself, you're allowing your faith to be based on the momentum of past habits and thinking. Kind of like what we talked about in the last one, how you literally create your future That's right. by the past, right? That's exactly right. And so it, it's the same thing. It's where, you know, people that uh, this always happens or, you know, blah, 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 blah. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. Because there's several opportunities. We have abundance mm-hmm. of resources, mm-hmm. especially in, you know, mm-hmm. in America. Mm-hmm. Uh, in particular, there's almost, it, it's actually too much. Yes. Uh, that's why people read books and go to seminars. And they do all this stuff and there's no change because they're not practicing because they're more in love with the idea than they are the effort that is required, number one, to implement new practices, but number two, to get past your subconscious. Here's what you need to know about your subconscious. Your subconscious will not allow you to BS it. No. If you do not believe what you are telling it, you'll 
<laughs> You'll hear that. And they'll be like, nope. Nope. That's not real. Yeah, that's that little smell is like, I smell BS. <laughs> yes. It's like, it's like, this is why it goes to your gut. Because yes. the enteric system, right, that emotional body, mm-hmm. that's where you know something is true. Mm-hmm. So you tell somebody, oh, I'm going to do this. And as soon as you say it, you kind of have a little pause, yeah. right? Because your yeah. brain has a, like a little spasm. And yeah. then the person is looking at you like, are you all right? Because <laughs> something happened in your body language and you don't know it. What just happened was your subconscious said, that's a lie. You're not <laughs> going to do that. You know damn well you're not going to do it. So as soon as you said it, your brain kind of like, it's like, you just told a lie. Cut that out, right? <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's oh, funny. It's like, so again, when you're dealing even you know with the subconscious, where it, which is where most of the resistance in our students, especially yeah. where they have the battle, right? Mm-hmm. So how do you know if you have faith? You're practicing. Faith equals practice. That's right. Then, as you practice, it begins to transform how you think. And then all of a sudden, the thing that for decades seemed impossible is at your door. There you go. Huh. There you go right there, listener. There it is. But if you're more in love with ideas, and we've seen this. Like, remember those games? And they probably still have them, mm. but they might be electronic now. But the pinball, mm-hmm. you have to hit them and the ball would bounce yep. all over the mm-hmm. place. Mm-hmm. There are some people, and there's actually a term for them in um, a lot of the personality assessments I do. Uh, you you know you obviously get the personality, but they mm-hmm. also have what's called core values. Mm-hmm. And there's I think about seven big ones like altruism, mm-hmm. individualism, money is mm-hmm. actually considered a value. Well, one of them is a theorist, mm. and they they live and breathe the world of ideas. That's right. And uh, and so what happens though is they're so in love with ideas that they never nail down one. Right, mm-hmm. that they're actually going to do. Mm-hmm. So, like I, I tell people, I will not pick up another book until I have implemented and I'm well on my way to mastering the principles of the very reason why I read the book. Exactly. I'm not here to just get knowledge. Exactly. I'm, I'm an architect of what my life is going to look like. Right? So, it has to translate into action that then. All of a sudden, you look around, and it's like, okay. So, like I was telling you guys, uh, that book, The 5 a.m. Club, mm-hmm. Robin Sharma, fascinating. There's a lot of flowery words and stuff, but it's really, really good. Mm-hmm. And my subconscious is already like, we're doing this. That's right. It's waking me up. And mm-hmm. I'm like, wait a minute. I didn't tell you I was ready yet. Who pushed mm-hmm. the on button? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But it is because I have desire. I okay. want to do this. It's already bringing it up, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the thing is they'll try all these things, trying to find the magic, um, you know, pill out there. Look, let's just be very plain. There is no magic pill. That's a so, fantasy. Dear listener, scientifically, here we go. Okay. Before the existence of any written material mm-hmm. anywhere, ever, you had a subconscious mind. Yes. Okay. Here's the other thing. And I hope you can hear this. Your subconscious mind is your most powerful tool and it is your direct collecting, connecting link. Mm-hmm. Anything you want to do, you can get it done. 
You can sit here and listen to what we're saying. And if you happen to be a person that's really into scripture, you can listen to what we just said to you. And you could go and find a passage of scripture and you will find that what we're saying is in complete harmony, even though we are not talking about religion. Hebrews 11.1. 1. You see what I'm saying? I you got know, more, but that's an example. Well, that's all right. There you go. And it's the works. Mm -hmm. The works is practice. Mm -hmm. The works are also faith. If I'm working towards something, then I have faith in this achievement, right? So yeah. guess what? You have a garden. Oh, I just I got a garden. I'm going to plant some roses and everything like that. Uh -huh. Well, guess what you do? You dig a hole. Mm -hmm. You put it in there. You put uh, soil around. Nice, then, rich soil. Yes. Then you add nice little plant food and mm -hmm. Food and water, and then you make sure that you water that plant at a certain time of the day so yes. you don't kill it. Yeah. Now, if you listen to what I'm saying to you, think about the care in which you take care of your garden, your plants, your new puppy, your dog. Mm -hmm. Well, that process is no different than what we're talking about with your faith. You have to right. work it every day. You have to water it every day. Why is that? Because you know yourself well enough. If you know you have weaknesses, if you know you have challenges, we're not asking you to be perf perfected. What we're saying is if you are aware of yourself and you have these things, it's like, you know, sometimes I can be a little bit of a rascal. Okay, Greg, well, you're getting ready to go see somebody at a funeral. Don't crack jokes. Right? That's consciousness, right? Right. Or any other kind of situation that you're in. When you know yourself well enough, you know what you need to do to yourself for yourself so you can correct it. Yes. That is a part of your faith. Yes. Now, the minute that decision comes to your mind and you decide it's not worth it to you, you just told the universe, right, that this life you've been living, the abuse, the heartache, the challenges, the disappointment, and all of those things that have come to define your life, you are not surprised why they are there. Yes. Because you chose the road less, um, not less traveled, you chose the road that everybody else was on. Yeah. You sought after knowledge without application. Yeah. Right? You just wanted more information. So when you sat down with your friends, you could talk about it. Yeah. But when you sit there talking to them, you had that funny feeling in your gut that you're not even close to the thing you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And now you notice why your friends are looking at you and now they're starting to look down at their phones because yeah. they realize that what you're saying is not legit. Yeah. You don't believe what you're saying yeah. because there is no evidence. Yep. There's no evidence. Faith is evidential yes, it because is. you can see it in the works that you do. Again, we're not talking about anything biblical. We're talking about a principle here. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you want to do something? Where's your evidence? Mm -hmm. You want to tell somebody you have faith? Where's your evidence? Mm -hmm. Right? Don't mm -hmm. yell at somebody in um, Albertsons and then you look up and I'm standing behind you mm -hmm. and it's like, praise the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I just lost my temper, coach. That's oh. all it was. Oh. And I was like, is that what it was? Well, what was that other thing I just heard you that call that woman? <laughs> that happened to me, coach. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so there's, there's this lady that I went to church, church with and I'm just, you know, I'm very honest, and I just didn't like her. I really don't care for her much now, and, you know, there might be a collective gasp of those that are of, you know, the Christian faith, but I really just don't like her because I think she's arrogant and she's fake. So I'm working in a store, um, a gift store, and um, I had decided that my health was, like, really, really important to me, and I wanted to live a long time, and so mm -hmm. I 
worked hard at learning how my body responds to food and mm-hmm. eating, mm-hmm. giving it fuel mm-hmm. and training, mm-hmm. fell in love with training. It was after I had mono, mm-hmm. so I wanted to move. I had right. to do something, you know. So anyway, um, I hadn't seen this lady in a while because I had been sick. and So she comes in, and she looks at me, and she goes, oh, it looks like you've gained weight. Oh, what? That's what she said. Oh, yeah. So, Coach, now, here's the deal. I don't mind boxing. Uh-oh, we're about to curse. <laughs> and, so she, and, I, and so now I'm working in a Christian store. Uh-oh. Okay? So I look at her, and I'm like, well, you're the one that had surgery. It looks like you've gained about 20. Uh-oh. Anyway, how can I help you? <laughs> can you see the gloves? <laughs> can anybody see the gloves? <laughs> and she got all mad. I'm like, what the heck is that? So anyway, she walked off. I'm like, jerk, here you are in a Christian. So I got all mad and stuff. So anyway, talked to the boss. I said, hey, you know, I, I just said this to the customer. I did do that a couple times. One, one person walked in and said, your, your like lapel pins are that much. I can go to a truck stop and get them there for this much. I said, go to the truck stop then. And then the lady that was behind the counter said, Sherry, can I take over? Yeah. <laughs> I walked off. And she sold her like $207 worth of stuff. And I'm like, okay, now you're not being wise. You know, so okay. I started, you know, helping myself out a little bit. Yeah. But the 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 situation. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, Sherry. I'm sorry. But the thing is, is that, you know, when you look at people that stick with it, it's the little things. It's the, it's like, I think sometimes like people that are idea people too, they look at big picture. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm going to go there, coach. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? All right. Okay. So in our pre-show combo, and I'm not going to tell you everything you said, but it was hilarious. I was in tears. You were talking about... Women get to a certain age, right? Mm-hmm. 40 and 50s, you know? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, they're like, I don't want this anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay? And, uh, and I don't, want, say the way and I said I don't it. want you anymore either. <laughs> you know, like, it's like, uh, and, you know, again, they probably should have communicated over the years, but regardless, and maybe they did, mm-hmm. and no change was made, and they're mm-hmm. willing to stay, and vice mm-hmm. versa. You can have men that the same thing, but... We were specifically talking about women. Okay, so here you have this situation where you're in a marriage, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden your wife is looking at you one day and is like, yeah, you know, I just really don't want to be with you anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. You know what run that marriage? Little things. Always. I've got one hanging in the balance because the wife wants two things, her hand held and Saturday coffee. It's hanging in the balance for a cup of coffee once a week, and non-sexual touch. And so when you think about two things, surely you would be willing to do those two things, Mm -hmm. right? Well, the other individual isn't. So I had to deliver the bad news to her, and I said, here's the deal. Because he's not willing to do those two things, that means he doesn't want to do those two things. Therefore, he doesn't want to do as necessary to have you. So now you get to decide, am I okay living with that, right? I've seen that. People can be compatible, they can get along, blah, blah. They just now uh, redefine the relationship, right? Like this Mm -hmm. is what it is. Or you can make the difficult decisions you might need to make, right? So they're still in that process, we're still looking around. But coach, two things. 
When you were talking, I um, put down little things add up. Beware of extremes. <laughs> I don't know if the listener realized that they couldn't even hear me breathe when you were talking because I had to shut up so I didn't have a stroke. <laughs> So this is what I actually this is what I actually said to Sherry off air. <laughs> I could say that part. The most scariest thing in a man's life is a woman in her forties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's how what you I started. Yeah, that's yeah. what I said. Yeah. And the reason for this because when a woman get to gets into her forties, she's dealt with the paradigms in society enough to the point where she's now stronger. She looks around and says, "You know what? That's some boop, right?" That's yeah. what she says. Yeah. And the minute that goes into her brain, something starts happening. Mm-hmm. She's like, "You know what? I got friends. Mm-hmm. I got a good job. Mm-hmm. I got some money. Mm-hmm. I can do this." Mm-hmm. Now she looks at the husband. He's just talking the same stuff. And then he hears, men, if you hear that sound, you better call me. (laughs) You better call me because you're in trouble. (laughs) Right? Because once she lets out that sigh, she's like, I've had enough of what you're doing. Yes. Now, any man don't want to hold his wife's hand and don't want to have Saturday coffee is not he's so he's already divorced he just doesn't know it yet mm-hmm. <laughs> right? so yeah. the universe is doing everything he can't it's like look if that guy was talking to me i'm like look why don't you just go ahead and give your wife a divorce mm-hmm. because you're selfish and you're being an asshole and you don't want to change mm-hmm. and there is no way that her springtime needs to be Tied to your caboose and you don't want to do anything. You don't want to hold her hand. You don't want to do anything that brings her joy. You just want to be selfish in your life towards her. You don't deserve that kind of a person. So let me just punch you in the head with it, right? (laughs) You just don't. Now, here's what the woman is telling you. This is what she's really saying. She says, I'm asking you for two things out of everything I can be asking you for in your life. And you don't want to hold my hand. Mm Get out of here. That man is not going to suffer a broken heart. What he is going to suffer from is a refusal to change, right? And to acknowledge the needs of another person. If you're thinking like that, you don't need to be in a relationship. Now, I'm not saying every woman out there that's over 40 need to leave your man. Right, right, exactly. (laughs) That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that men that there are attached to the make-believe world of ideas Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because we created this thing that we're living in right now so make sure you understand that don't be looking around to see who created this we created this world that we're living in right (laughs) you know some dude did that yeah so when you recognize that some dude did that then all of a sudden it's like you're not required to live under that Mm -hmm. and once that happens that's when all those guys start showing up it's like Boy, we sure got a lot of men in the clinic this month. What's going on with that? And they're all of a certain age. Oh, and they're all crying too. <laughs> it's like, oh. Yes. I, that's so exactly like little things. Um, when I think back to me and Mike's marriage, and we've been married 30 years next Wednesday, Coach. 30 years. 30 years. Now that's an accomplishment. Hang on for a second now. 30 years. Mm-hmm. You know how many days that is? Mm. Yeah, that's all right. (laughs) Yeah, so the listener, 30 years. Now, but Sherry is not just saying 30 years. 
She's actually still married to the man because she's happy. Yes. That's the point you want to think about. Go yes. ahead with your story. That's what I was going to say. So you hated each other the first three, right? Didn't mm-hmm. know if it's going to make it, but here's what we did. We listened to one another and we adjusted. So it wasn't big things. Mm-hmm. It was small adjustments. Mm-hmm. We're doing it to this day. Exactly. You never stop doing those things. Mm-hmm. And, and so as you keep... Uh, doing the adjustments, the small things, the small decisions uh, toward your own well-being, the small decisions toward your finances, the small decisions toward your body, the small decisions in your marriage, your romantic interests, whatever that is, they are big things. They are. If we had just gotten into the norm and we didn't do the things that we wanted to do because we enjoy being around each other, we would have, it'd be like stale chips. It would. You know, you open it up and you're like, yeah, these are terrible. We got to get rid of these things, right? We ha- The reason we are best friends and we uh, love each other more and enjoy being around each other more 30 years later is because we did the small things. So I want to emphasize for those idea people, the big idea people, you need to stop. Yeah. Stop. Go down to the small things. Listen to what people are telling you that they need. You know, as you were saying that, one of the things that came to my mind was this. Um, here's an example. You and your significant other are having a conversation. And then without realizing it, because you have this habit, you turn around and you start walking into another room, but she's still talking to you. I used to do that to Mike all the time. Okay. It bothered him so much. Yeah. Actually, I was the one talking as I walked away. He's like, would you cut that out? Yeah. <laughs> because one of the things that happens is if you once your eyes turn away from what you're focused on, you're not paying attention to it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's a small detail, right? Mm-hmm. It may not sound like a whole lot, but it's a big deal, right? Turning your back on somebody that's still talking to you. On your phone while they're talking That's to right. You. You're on your phone mm-hmm. or you're doing anything else other than that. Mm-hmm. So here's another thing for the listener. Close your eyes and then open them. Everything that you're going to see is something that was constructed. Mm-hmm. It was first an idea, yep. right? Yep. And if it was an idea, that means it was a small thing because nobody else saw it. It was invisible. It yes. hasn't been in the world of manifestation yet, right? Yeah. So you look across the field and all you see is a flat field. And then the next thing you know, you see construction equipment, right? They're laying down the foundation, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Nobody thinks about the foundation of a building when they walk into it. Right. And yet, if you don't have a foundation, you walk into it and you see the floor crack and you're in Clovis, you're thinking, did we have an earthquake here? Right? Are we in California? Are we on the fault line? No. They didn't design the place the right way. Well, guess what? The same thing is with your marriage, Mm. your relationship. It is always small foundational things. Yes. Small things lead to big things. Mm -hmm. What you think is uh, inconsequential... Mm. is big in the life of the person you're with. Yes. So if you're really paying attention to them, one of the things you want to find out is what is consequential to you, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's how you're going to improve. Mm-hmm. Now, what were we talking about again? Faith is a practice? It is a practice. Okay. So if you love your wife, your husband, your significant other, then you're going to have a practice that leaves no doubt in that person's mind how you feel about them. So if you are a guy and your sweetheart is talking to you and you you tend to be like a real busy person like I am, right? And you're about to start moving, what do you do? You pull out a chair and sit down. (laughs) 
I made myself sit down. It's like, I'm still twitching, but I'm looking at you, sweetheart. I'm looking at you, right? And then when she finished, I get up to go to where I was going, and then I realized it wasn't important. <laughs> it's like, oh, damn, did I really do that? And I make a habit of, like, she's talking. Stop. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a small thing. Again, <laughs> we laugh and joke because these are things. Truth is stranger than fiction. Mm-hmm. But... The best love you will ever have is going to be derived from a simple thing. Trust me. You can be planning this big trip to some out-of-country place. You're going to be at some beach for two weeks or whatever, and you're looking at your wife, and she doesn't want to go with you, and you don't know why. I have seen that over and over. Yeah, and you, you think your idea is... That all you need to do is take her on that vacation. Mm -hmm. And she's like, why the hell do I want to go 3,000 miles? You won't even hold my hand here. So I'm not going to go to Tahiti or some other place and you're not going to hold my hand. And your head is moving around on the swivel. Mm -hmm. Just go by yourself, right? She said, because I'm used to being without you in any way. So just go ahead. Yes, yes, coach. Yes. Well, then I have, uh, you know, the situation. You got a young couple and he had a drinking problem. Mm. And it caused a lot of damage. Mm. And it, it cost him some things that were, you know, pretty strong and stuff. And guess what? He wanted his wife and he quit drinking. There you go. Cold turkey. There you go. And so here I've got this young, you know, 20-something kid. Mm-hmm. He might be in his 30s now. I think everybody's a kid now. You know, once you get past 40, it's like, <laughs> aren't you still 16? No, Mrs. Wilson, I'm like 30. Oh, <laughs> okay. But anyway, so, you know, it's like he was willing to do what it takes to keep his wife. And and so to me, it's like when you look at these situations, even in your own life, don't BS yourself. You, If you really want what you say, you will practice. You'll practice it. Mm-hmm. And so the universe is a practice. Mm-hmm. The entire universe is a practice. Mm-hmm. This is not a philosophy here. You can look at it. If you look in the natural environment, don't think you're looking at instincts when you see animals. What you're looking at is the skill of survival. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So everything on the planet is designed to facilitate the one thing that it needs for its survival. Mm-hmm. That happens year after year, day after day, moment after moment. Yeah. Right? That's a practice. We use a lot of words. So we say instinct and migration. It's a practice. Right? You want to manage your money. Guess what do you do? You have a practice for managing managing your money. You have a practice for everything that you really deem valuable in your life. And there is no doubt in my mind, if you deem it to be valuable, you have a skill developed around that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, even my cat, speaking of, Coach, I have it down here to tell you about this. Uh, so Joseph, you know, my cat, love him. He's so pretty. It's like a little panther. <laughs> and uh, I noticed something over the last couple of weeks. I'm like, what is your problem? So, you know, I am a, a Christian believer. And every day at four, I come back and sit my little, it's supposed to be a love seat. You know, my little person chair oh, okay. back there that's not mm-hmm. a love seat, by okay. the way. But anyway, I, I, I get back there and I have my, my Bible and my, you know, iPad and I take notes and things like that. Well, he comes back there with me. So he gets up in his window or he'll get on my lap and then I have to, you know, ride over here, ride over here Mm because he's like right there. Well, uh, there was a day that Mike was here and I thought, you know, I'm just going to hang out with Mike. And so we were in the living room and the cat kept like looking at me like, what are we doing? 
<laughs> and I'm looking at him like, what are you doing? You know? And, and he does. He has like this intense stare. Like, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. we're supposed to be doing something here. And I'm like, man, what's his deal? And Mike's like, I don't know. This is weird. So anyway, I get up and he takes a beeline back to here. And he's looking back and he's meow, 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 meow. Yeah. And I'm following him and I thought he wanted his window. So I open his window. Go back in the living room. I sit down. He comes out like, what are you doing? That's right. I re it took me a couple days. Mm -hmm. I real I have created a habit in my cat. That's right. To come to the back room at four o'clock every day. That's if a cat can get a habit, people, y'all can do habits. <laughs> <laughs> this is how your animals know you, right? <laughs> the animals know your real you, right? They just do. So. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to just say something. So you hear Sherry say, you know, Sherry's a Christian. You don't hear that come out of my mouth, right? <laughs> no, you don't. But you know what? Um, when it comes down to the work you, we do, mm -hmm. you wouldn't know the difference. Oh, no. What you, hear on the, what, you, what you hear on this radio, what you hear in this podcast is we're coming at you from different perspectives. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to being in faith, if we are standing... Um, one behind the other, you're not going to see but one person, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because we're talking about the same thing. Yeah. Because there's nothing that we're talking about that's out of sync because we stay in the principles, right? Yes. If we stay in the principles, we stay in a place of working faith, right? Yep. We stay in a place of joy, goodness, humility, right? A pleasing personality, mm -hmm. kindness, mm -hmm. and truth that must be told no matter what. Yeah. Right. And you know what I think? I want to end on a negative note, but I do want to say this. I think in our work, um, both individually and together, the um, the biggest tragedy is to, us to have faith that someone can do something and they don't. Yeah. That that right there is to me like so sad. It you is. know, if you've got people telling you this, this, and this, whatever you have to, the size of a mustard seed, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. Grab a hold of that thing and run with it because it will change your life. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you're really hearing how much we care about you, even though we may not ever meet you. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to pass it on to you. Uh, we're not charging anybody for this, mm -mm. right? We we come together and we made a commitment because this is what we want to do on the planet, right? Yeah. And, um, and because we're not asking anybody for money and things like this is because that's not what we're coming at you from, right? We're, we're not teaching anything extraordinary. We're just teaching principles. Mm -hmm. And principles work because that means that they're true every place you go in the world. So when you hear Sherry talking to you, you have a chance to meet her and everything like that. Understand that first. Yeah, she's good at what she does. She's fantastic at what she does. But what she's really telling you is she's got a love for you. And so if you want to do something good, um, remember that when you pick up the phone. She doesn't really need to hear what you really thought about the cup podcast. I mean, you can tell her if you want to, but what she really wants to know is, how can we help you? And is it working? That's right. Mm -hmm. I think we'll end on that note, Coach. There you go.